0: Welcome to the Perfectly Integrated Podcast, hosted by Matt Ackerman, where we show the power of teamwork in wealth management. Now, on to the show.
1: So in an industry with wealth and finance in its name, it's amazing how often it comes down to two other words, service and relationships. Whether we're talking about provider to advisor or advisor to client, the biggest differentiator is who, and how, rather than how much. So today on Perfectly Integrated, I wanted to tackle why that is. Why are relationships and service and care so important when sometimes people think this industry is all about dollars and cents? Today I'm joined by Josh Benson. Now, Josh knows a lot about service. He spent the past decade at Orion before joining Integrated only a couple months ago. And it's interesting, before... I got ready, as I was getting ready to do today's podcast episode, I talked to an old friend of Josh's from Orion, and this person couldn't be kinder, couldn't have said more nice things about Josh. Josh, this person said you were the best at both service and care for the folks at Orion, and we're lucky to have you, man. Welcome, Josh, to today's episode of Perfectly Integrated.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much for having me, man. It's a pleasure joining you guys today.
1: So- Josh, why is service so important in the financial services space?
0: Well, I mean, I think the way that you correlated the two there, Matt, I mean, go hand in hand with one another. When you're working providing service to the advisors, it's a trickle down effect because then the service does impact the dollars and cents because ultimately those clients are being affected by your service as a partner or as a relationship with that individual.
1: It's interesting to me because there's this perception of transaction in this space where it's like, um, you know, I put money in, money comes out, you you I give you money, you make money go up, I have more money for down the road. But oftentimes the advisor's role isn't necessarily like at a cash register somewhere. The advisor's role is about just kind of walking you through a plan so that you don't make mistakes. But it's so interesting because I I don't think oftentimes when you're on the outside looking in, you correlate that that directly. Do you, do you think that's right? What do you think?
0: Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, the way that you can almost use this, I mean, I, I'm terrible at this. I love absolutely using the analogies. So when you take a look at a client advisor relationship, imagine it almost as like a, a batter in a three spot and the advisor being the hitting coach. Well, you don't get to the three spot or the four spot in the hitting order by accident. You have to be coach. You have to be trained. So the hitting coach, the advisor is working with a client, going to the batting cages, doing batting practice, getting the fundamentals down. And then ultimately, they'll go into the game. So you're hitting over a 280, a 300, a 310 batting average. So I always think those go hand in hand with one another.
1: See, you can tell Josh is in Omaha, Nebraska. The College World Series just ended. He's got baseball on the mind. I always have baseball on the mind, and for anyone that knows me knows that. So I I agree with you. I think whether it, we want to correlate it with that uh, hitting coach in baseball, a swing coach in golf, the advisor's role is to kind of keep you grounded, keep you disciplined, get back to the process of hitting or saving money or whatever it may be so that ultimately the results carry from there. It can get frustrating. There's times that even the best hitters or the best golfers are putting balls in the trees or, you know, striking out. But the whole key to it is just stick to the process, trust that process and good things will come. And I bet just like any good when you have that relationship is important there, right? You have to trust the person that's across the table so that ultimately you can get great results.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you take a look at relationship and service, they really mix extremely well with one another. another. But also when you take a look at the different personalities that you work with, sometimes you need to provide a fantastic service to get that fantastic relationship. Sometimes you start with a fantastic relationship And then that will correlate into better service.
1: That is such a great point. Now you spent over a decade at Orion and you helped build relationships with a lot of great advisors out there. Talk to me about, you know, that power of relationship when you were working from provider to advisor.
0: Oh my goodness. So this goes back to my rookie days at Orion. Um, Now keep in mind my rookie days um we were doing billing and reporting processing for our advisors and i remember m- multiple quarter end evenings talking with one of my advisors that was in new york so it was 12 30 in the morning at in new york is 11 30 here in omaha and he was walking me through the reason why they ran these different reports. They worked with different broker-dealers. They needed different disclosures. And he actually walked me through the relationship side of it. And I was providing him a service at that point in time. And he was basically talking to me like I was a five-year-old. <laughs> and I think that was the foundation that kind of propelled me into my career and my professional at the line.
1: And and what's incredible about that story is here you are in middle of the night. It's this is not nine to five kind of work. Although the perception is banking hours, right? You only need these folks nine to five, Monday to Friday, getting weekends off. But I know so many folks like you that work in this space that are so focused on service that you're picking up the phone at all hours, right? You're you're servicing whenever the advisor needs it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are individuals out there and it's no fault to them. They can do the nine to five. They can be incredibly efficient in, in that block of hours. But I think the way that I'm wired and some people say I'm a crazy individual for this is I am no stranger to answering an email at 630 in the morning. I'm no stranger to taking phone calls at 830, nine o'clock at night. Um, just because I know the impact that I'm providing to the advisor is going to have that trickle down effect into their client,
1: absolutely. And those clients are going to have questions at all hours. Oh yeah, they're going to wake up at all hours with a question. The advisor's the same way. They're going to come to you more comfortably, maybe at eleven thirty at night to ask that question, or it may come to you at six thirty in the morning with an email. You know, it's I, I'm I'm amazed. You know, especially on a holiday weekend with, that we're coming off of here as we're recording this. Um, there's there's that notion of like, okay, well, the office is shut down on Friday, it'll reopen on Wednesday, but people don't stop thinking. They never stop thinking about their money. And it really requires great service from folks like you.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the, the way that I look at that is, I mean, it. I, I go back to the last couple of years when I've had the privilege of going to so many different advisor conferences or industry conferences. Some of my my some of my more impactful conversations would have happened over a breakfast over a lunch or over a dinner or a cocktail whatever it may have been just because I mean I've built that relationship through service or I have that service so I got to that relationship with that person
1: it's so interesting we have spent so much time over the last several years on zooms on phone calls and it's almost nice to get back to that face-to-face encounters and building a relationship that way again isn't it nice
0: Oh my goodness. I I absolutely love it. Just because, I mean, when you take a look, especially the world that we've lived in over the last three years, you've kind of been able to build that relationship a little bit easier because of Zooms. You're taking a look at it. Normally you're Zooming into a conference room and you would see the placards, you'd see the advisor's awards, you'd see some glass windows, whatever it may have been. But when you sit on the Zooms, the relationship aspect of it came so much easier. You see Matt's tennis shoes behind him. You see a Star Wars placard behind me. I mean, the relationship and being able to build a rapport became a lot easier for individuals that may have struggled with it over the years.
1: Oh, yeah. You get a glimpse into people's personal life by utilizing Zoom and by utilizing these things you see into their offices, oftentimes in their homes over the last couple of years. It's not just, you know, and... Phone calls became longer. Zooms became longer. And as a result, you were asking questions about their personal life. Maybe a small child ran into the room or something. And you know it, it became much more acceptable to be a human being, I would say, over the last three years and much more acceptable for all of us to ask questions like, how are you doing and really mean it? And I think that that changes a relationship quite a bit. I mean, kids running into a room, if anybody's talked to me for longer than a couple hours over the last couple of years, there's probably was a small child running <laughs> into this room, so. Well, and, I,
0: and when you think about that, that translates into going into the conferences over the last year and a half, two years. Because Matt, when you run into an individual that you've had Zoom calls previously, you can bring in the relationship or you can bring into the conversation. Small talk becomes a little bit more than just talking shop at that point in time at a conference.
1: You're right. So much of small talk. I'm going to go pre-pandemic. So much of the small talk, you had three or four funny stories that you would bring up. This is at least what I would do. Okay. Here you would get this line, this line, or this line, depending upon how deep the relationship was. But then post-pandemic, it was very different. You're right. Because we asked, how, how are you doing and cared during those Zooms? Now, all of a sudden, you're having a conversation about his five kids or, you know, how are things in Milwaukee? You really got deeper into that personality. And that made a huge difference to your point about the relationship. Oh, absolutely. So it, it you spend a decade at Orion and then make decide to make the jump over here to integrated. What led you to want to join in the integrated squad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's that been the question that I've been pitched so many different times. I'm trying to correlate or build out my elevator pitch for this one. So bear with me. It's a work mm-hmm. in progress, but I mean, it, it really boils down into the community, the culture, and the leadership that really drew me to integrated. Um, I had the pleasure of working with you as a relationship manager for the last two and a half years. So I kind of, I didn't view myself as an employee of Orion. I viewed myself as an extension of your guys' business at Integrated. But then it really started resonating extremely well in 2022 when I was able to come out to your guys' national conference. A a lot of firms and a lot of different companies out there kind of preach those three aspects. Integrated Partners really puts it into practice. It is something that's living, breathing, and you see it within each one of the advisor spaces.
1: You see, the people are different. It's so hard to explain from the outside looking in. And people talk about culture a lot. I always say when people talk about culture, they're not living culture. So it's so funny because it's something that we just kind of live. It was almost too good to be true for me when I joined the same way because I came from being on the media side for 20 years and, and, you know, the idea even of going away from media was so crazy. There was people in the industry that said, well, you'll be back six months, a year. And now it's, I can't even imagine not doing this. Like it's the, the people are too important to me. That's, isn't that crazy? It's like those relationships we were talking about a moment ago that's what's that's what's different you don't want to let down the people to your left and right and it's you we're all just so important to each other we we mean it when we <laughs> say that the culture is everything
0: oh a- absolutely i mean the the culture at orion it was and still is absolutely oh. fantastic i mean it's one of the best in the wealth technology industry in my opinion But when you take a look at what I wanted in the shift, I wanted that unique individual. I wanted that change because some people like myself, you feel that you plateau on that level of service or that level of relationship building. And I like to say I'm a student of life. And I I know it sounds very philosophical and I am not by any sense of the word, but I wanted to go into that elevation aspect of it. And I felt that integrated was a, a natural migration
1: elevation is a great word and cuz i feel the same way sometimes when i think about elevation um my words creativity right i always want to be doing something different trying some new thing and the the creative runway is is here that same way where it kind of finds the unique ability of people and then allows you to kind of run with that and that's far in it and people are like well isn't that everywhere and it's like well not really there's there's a lot of guardrails wherever you are, around, around, you know, wherever you go. And it's unique to be at a place where they go, we trust you enough to kind of set your own guardrails. And that's unique.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, the, the role that I'm in here at Integrate is brand new. So when I sit down and have conversations with like Paul, Rob, Andre, I would pitch the ideas to them. And I'm, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just like, this is going to get shot down. They're not going to want it. They're <laughs> not going to like this. And each one of the individuals I've encountered, they're just like, that's fantastic. Go.
1: Okay. <laughs> I wrote a plan last week that I'm like, if I even get 30% of this, I'm going to be thrilled with this plan. Uh and no, they're 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 just so supportive, so kind, and and I'd love to talk a little bit about the new role that you're in because it is a unique role here at Integrated, something we've never had before. And but I think it's so critical. So let's talk about about the, about the new role that you're in here at Integrated.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So the new role that I'm in here, I mean, I, I kind of view it as you almost have to be like a chameleon, in which I mean, I'm working with some of our top advisors. In which, I mean, they're going to have different requests, more unique requests, and really need to make sure that they're tapping into the correct resources that they have readily available to them here integrated. So when I take a look at my role, I want to make sure that I am supporting their growth. And when I say growth, I know it can mean multiple different things. And I think there's a difference between good growth and bad growth. It's understanding the relationships that these advisors have with integrated, more importantly, the relationships that they have with their clients and what type of growth do they want to experience, not just in the next six months, 12 months, but the three years, five years, succession planning, et cetera, making sure that I'm helping them meet those different milestones or those different rocks.
1: It's amazing because the person I talked to who's at Orion described Josh as a glue guy. You kind of really have this ability to kind of connect a lot of those pieces together. The truth is, at any large organization, and especially when you're working with advisors, they don't know what they don't know. And it's oftentimes what where advisors struggle is they don't know kind of all the capabilities that are under the hood. Probably happened at Orion. I know it happens at Integrated, where an advisor is accustomed to using you know this toolbox just as a hammer. And you sit here and you're like, no, 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 no. Let's 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 take you over to these other tools. And by having someone that is this glue guy to connect all these pieces, it really enables success. And, and that's that's from my perception. I mean, talk to me about uh, how you're able to kind of guide folks to necessarily maybe the other tools in the toolbox.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always do this, and I do it very methodically, in my opinion, because. I like to make sure I don't understand the advisor's practice. I like to make sure I understand the advisor's practice and how it impacts their clients' lives, but then also how do they attract new clients to their practice? And that can come from either just a series of conversations, utilizing, I'm a huge component of technology, obviously, but sending out different surveys, understanding the way that they view integrated. And I always like doing it saying on a temperature check. Well, using, let's just say, uh, financial planning as an example. An advisor will come in, just go into one or two different resources at the financial planning team, and they start hitting a glass ceiling with a complex plan. Well, they don't don't know the other individuals within the planning team because they've never had an interface with them. I'm able to essentially break that glass ceiling with them. And get them in touch with that with that proper individual here at Integrated.
1: So they're able to sit there and say, well, I've typically always worked with Greg. Greg's amazing. I love Greg. But now I have a business owner solutions question or a family office question. Here's other people that can do it. See, it's it's interesting, Josh, because if someone comes to me and they're struggling, they're frustrated. My answer is going to be, well, let's talk about how we can fix it with marketing or how we can fix it with content. You can take more of this 360 view of Integrated and instead say, no, 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 no. I see what you're really frustrated with and guide them to the right solution. So having that kind of that top-down view gives you a, a great advantage here.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the teams I've been able to work with so far here in just my infancy here at Integrated everyone's been absolutely fantastic, willing with their time, very generous with it. And I've been able to take what I've learned and I'll be able to correlate that into the conversations I'm having with the advisors on saying, you know what? You're working with this client right now. Here are their specific needs right now. Let's make sure we tackle those first. But then after we tackle those initial needs, let's take a look at further down the path that that becomes not just a prospecting opportunity, but also an overall relationship and a retention capability as well.
1: It's like triage with a doctor. Yes, you're going to scope because they've got, you know, a... Uh... They've got a they've got let's maybe a rash that's that's that they've got an itch that's got to be scratched. Let's deal with that first. but now let's look at the root cause of that. Let's look at your diet. let's look at this. So I think you do such an incredible job of being able to kind of focus on the problem but also see the big picture so that maybe the problem doesn't happen down the road somewhere.
0: Oh yeah because I mean when I take a look at that, I view it you're providing an immediate service at that point in time. And when you provide that immediate service, it's going to be easier to build a better foundation on the relationship.
1: It's incredible to me because it all comes back to that relationship. It's, you know, it, the more touch points that advisors have, whether it be with a service provider, whether it be with uh, internal internal folks, those relationships get stickier. You know, they they know they can come to you for answers so that then they can get their bigger questions answered and it's just a huge asset wherever and whatever you're doing you know what's your big vision from here what are what what when you think about success what does it look like ooh you know was a big question for you my friend <laughs> no
0: it really was at uh 8:26 in the morning here and I'm not <laughs> even through my first smug coffee um i mean when i view success here is i, I always say my my success is the advisor's success so when if i'm able to grow advisors assets or if i'm able to help them attract the proper client for them that will feel my success here so if i take a look at an individual that's based in let's just say chicago and they want to replicate their top six clients If I know that I'm able to tap them into the resources, whether through the CPA Alliance, through the destination portfolios here at Integrated, it will really help me feel that I'm being successful within my role because they're gonna be successful within their
1: role. Yeah, it's so interesting. The advisors of Integrated that I've had the chance to go really get to know, shooting video with the, what, what they always bring across is, they want to grow. Often they don't know how they're going to grow. You know, they've just got their feet on the ground here after having perhaps left another firm, after having gone independent. And they're very excited, enthusiastic, but they're just looking for the tools to how to take that next step. And I think you're bringing that to the table as you're bringing them a whole array of services and access to what's next. Because often the answer doesn't have to be different for every person, but often the approach is. Because you don't know everyone's different, right?
0: Oh, yeah. And those touch points are absolutely going to be critical because when you take a look at, let's just say, your own inbox, right? You receive how many emails a day from, let's just say, Integrated, RA Biz, other periodicals they may subscribe to. Do you read each one of them? Probably not. But If you have someone in the background that's kind of reinforcing some of those ideas and if they feel that they're pertinent to your business, that individual such as myself will be reinforcing it, will be bringing it back to the top and bubbling it up and making sure that's top of mind for them.
1: It's so interesting. You know, we live in a culture now where everyone's trying to figure out, well, how is AI going to shift everything? How is it going to change everything altogether? But one thing I believe that artificial intelligence doesn't have is this capability for relationship building and understanding intrinsically where and how to help people, that triage notion that you have that's built into your soul, that that service mindset that frankly oh. you know, doesn't go away.
0: Oh, yeah. I, and I think AI is going to be an absolutely fantastic tool in the future. I, I'll fully admit, I use AI to help write an email that I sent out for a charity that I support here Mm -hmm. in Omaha. But what did I do with that email that the AI bot spit out to me? I doctored it Mm -hmm. because I came in and I put my own personal touch into it. I could see advisors doing that as well.
1: Personalization is key relationship building service. It's so interesting. You know, if you know, Josh, uh, you know, his love of star Wars, uh and you know you just it feels so much like yoda sometimes when i talk to you or obi-wan where you love to be the guide on the journey here and you understand that that's really the best solution you've got you've got a little yoda in you
0: (laughs) well thank you very much i mean that might be the highest compliment i've received in a very long time
1: (laughs) (laughs) well josh it's always great to get a chance to talk to you and to explore but our last question is of this podcast is always a question from my son, CJ, who you had a chance to meet at, um, at the Orion conference earlier this year. Uh, It is is going to be the best
0: question. It always
1: is. (laughs) It always is. So CJ and I were talking about you last night as we were driving home. Uh, We went to uh, the Yankees Orioles game yesterday. We were driving home. talking a little bit about this podcast and he got really hooked into Omaha. So he wanted to understand from your perspective, What makes Omaha a great place to live?
0: Ooh, CJ, that's a fantastic question, man. So the way that I look at this is I'm from small town Iowa, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, small town Iowa, less than a thousand people, right? Omaha is a mixture of a lot of small towns kind of glued together, if you will. And we each have our own little pockets, but it's so easy to get two different pockets. So when I talk to the colleagues out there in Boston, right? And they say that it takes an hour and a half to go seven miles. I don't know what the heck that is. (laughs) So if I ever want to leave my pocket and go to a different town here in Omaha, it's going to take me 10, 15 minutes.
1: It is so funny because I've had experience going to Omaha. I've traveled to Omaha quite a bit over the years. And I can remember... One of the things I love to do, no matter what city I go to, I love more than anything to watch the morning local news before the Today Show or whatever and to hear them talking. So they had the traffic person in Omaha who was like, there's some traffic here. Nope. Nope. That was just a red light. Everything looks good now. Like that was literally the traffic report. So, yes, uh, for all of us that like that ride from the Bronx to Jersey, which is um, 15 miles, took us uh, an hour and 15 minutes yesterday. So. Yes.
0: And in in an hour and 15 minutes here in Nebraska, I could be in another town. I could be in another state. I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, I am envious. I'm very envious. Well, Josh, so great to get a chance to chat, get to know you a little more. I think, you know, your model around service and relationships is incredible. And I can't wait to work more closely together.
0: Likewise. Thank you very much for having me today, Matt.
1: Thank you, Josh. And thank you to all of you for joining us on another episode of Perfectly Integrated. We love your time. We appreciate it. And we hope you have a great day. For Integrated Partners, I'm Matt Ackerman. He's Josh Benson. Have a great day.